Namaste Jai Hind welcome to another edition of ANI podcast with Smita Prakash As the Indian Prime Minister heads to the US on a state visit there is renewed interest on India's relationship with the most powerful nation on this planet The US has termed its relationship with India as its most consequential one with any country To explain to us the ramifications of the visit listen in to this podcast with Sameer Saran the president of the Observer Research Foundation India's premier think tank Sameer curates the Raisina Dialogue, which has become the annual flagship event on geopolitics. Sameer's area of expertise is on India's foreign policy, technology, global governance and climate change. Sameer, thank you so much for being part of the podcast. I've been after you for so long now. Ajo 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 podcast we thankfully now you're here and that also uh, just before a PM visit. So let's begin and uh, I want to get your view about what you think where you see the India US relationship going what about the visit of uh, PM Modi to the US what are what do you think are the main focus areas So Smita first thank you thank you for having me and thank you for genuinely inviting me for the first time this time <laughs> and I have come Okay so next time when you want me you should again send me an invitation where you genuinely want me to come ha email nahi, whatsapp nahi. dil se dil, dil se bulao hum aa jayenge haan ji zarur so aapne bulaya hum hazir hue aur uh, it so happens that uh, we are meeting at the eve of a big visit um, yeah. uh, certainly uh, as far as i am concerned uh, and as i have written in my piece uh, uh, that appeared yesterday that you know this is a visit that has a potential to shape Uh, the political landscape as well as the technology landscape for the future uh, there is no doubt in my mind that the 21st century is basically about as far as indians are concerned two relationships hmm. how we manage china and how we partner with the us and i think these are the two equations we need to manage well if we need to ensure that we are in a position where we can shape outcomes where we can contribute to global requirements where we can serve the larger hum- human needs and where of course we can meet the aspirations of a very young india that is more demanding and louder and mm. and uh, uh, impatient in some ways so um, this partnership is clearly something that is important for all of this uh, and what is it that is different this time I think the last visit was 2016 mm-hmm. uh, a good 8 years ago or 7 years ago and wasn't a state visit it wasn't a state visit um, and it was at a very different time mm. um, in 7 years a lot has changed uh, europe is very different it looks very different what's happening there uh, china in 7 years oh my god yeah it's a breakout nation mm. uh, in terms of its economic muscles in terms of its aggressiveness in terms of its expansiveness in in terms of its presence all over the world uh, you know the the belt and road initiative the debt trap diplomacy the wolf warrior communications um, uh, capturing us universities uk universities media houses um, uh, you know there was a fascinating uh, presentation that shamika had given at one of our you know convenings and uh, it was uh, really interesting to see that while all of us in the free world um, the us eu india were taking a beating as far as media coverage was concerned the sentiment of the overall coverage of a country was concerned china was doing well uh, through the pandemic 
post the pandemic it's pre, like a pre pandemic napalm bomb bombing right exactly yeah. i mean the chinese term is borrow the boat to cross the sea they had they were literally owning all our boats our boats were serving the chinese cause i mean i would see that i would have uh, i would uh, take a strong position on on the matter of the pandemic against the chinese and suddenly i had i could see a plethora of articles uh, that were targeting my colleagues and orf and other you could see uh, the 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 power of the communist party and its muscle and and political and money might at work platforms so, had been grabbed pat- platforms were grabbed media houses were grabbed uh, the chinese had banned domestic travel in the in january of 2020 but the who was telling the world to still allow china into their countries so chinese had not allowed people from the from uh, uh, wuhan to move into different parts surreptitiously china was going about doing this you're saying yes yeah, surrep- chi- not surreptitiously china had taken out public notices yeah. and at the same time uh, we had at the same mo- moment we had who notices uh, telling people not to do this it would impact this uh, don't worry it will be fine you know um, yeah, a- we enjoy. never saw this i mean forget we 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 don't have the resources but even the western nations they didn't see this coming they must have known that Look, the who was getting in when it comes to china relying on western nations is dangerous hmm. they are compromised even now half of them are literally apologists for china uh, even now when even biden who is uh, far more um, careful in terms of uh, how he says things what he says uh, how to approach them and by the way he's not he's not easy on them huh? he's taken quite a tough yes. uh, line on china uh, and more power to him but you could literally see his own Uh, democrat commentariat yeah uh, trying to find ways of convincing the leadership that somehow china is a great bet to make great friend to have a great partner in these difficult times china is not a partner china is playing for the house hmm. and, and and china is not seeking partnerships in Domination the 21st century minus the us correct china yeah. china is not looking at g2 hmm. china is looking g1. at g1 and right. and and those days are gone when when the democrats wanted obama to go to uh, china and propose a, 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 a division of assets hmm. that is gone that is not on the table anymore yeah. uh, and therefore uh, you know um, in fact uh, i remember uh, being in a conversation with um, joe johnson uh, who was uh, doing a report for kings and some other institutions and he had told me how um, academia and research and uh, even uh, um, key um, Uh, uh, uh you know fundamental critical uh, labs in 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 the country uh, were literally being dominated by chinese grants and chinese money and chinese uh, payouts to individual professors or staff members or others so in this uh, scenario uh when china already has this domination they have an antagonistic attitude towards india because of various reasons modi's an anathema and then modi is visiting there with the state visit so you can be certain that there will be stuff that they will be doing whether using the platforms think tanks um street protests against uh, the prime minister look the chinese will be using their entire gamut of uh, options uh, whether it is to uh, get american voices to protest against this visit mm. whether it is to get voices from here or from uh, other parts of the world uh, to agitate matters china will use that option china will also i mean don't be surprised if china suddenly um, uh, appears on uh, some part of the indian border once again mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know uh, uh, the chinese are going to be relentless uh, the chinese have a very clear world view uh, for them multipolarity in the world is fine but multipolarity in asia is not on the table but Mul- asia mm-hmm. has to be unipolar 
right? Uh, they can still talk about when they go to BRICS and when they go to SCO and when they go to their other um, groupings. They can talk Shanghai, about how yeah. the world has to be multipolar, etc. But remember, as far as Asia is concerned, it has to be the Middle Kingdom and then the rest are vassals who pay who pay tribute to the emperor. Uh, it's a middle kingdom reincarnated. As bizarre as it might sound, it is the reality. It is the reality. It is a middle kingdom reincarnated. Now, and then you have America, you know, changing Asia Pacific to India Pacific. So obviously, India is the look, I think, target. I, I, I think uh, the Americans, um, to be honest here, uh, it, this is not a knee-jerk reaction. Mm -hmm. I think the, um, and you know, I, I think it's a good point to talk about America. I think this is a good moment to talk about them. Look, Americans have the street which could be free and loud and crazy, obnoxious, everything. All shades of good and bad and ugly. The street. But America has a has an elite, has a, st a strategic elite. And I, this is not elite in terms of money. This is elite in terms of how they think about the nation and how they think about the nation's future. Hmm. That elite is steadfast. It is far more certain of what it wants to do. In fact, uh, you should look at the continuity between Trump and Biden. You know, okay. you, you, there is nothing similar about the two gentlemen. True. Uh, uh, the, the two parties were literally, they would have fought a war uh, if that was allowed in American elections. Mm. You know, mm. if you were allowed to pick up arms and shoot each other uh, instead of voting, they would have done that. Yeah. But look, they are so different. And yet you see the continuity in American foreign policy from one regime to the next, from mm. one establishment to the next, from one party to the next. You saw the continuity. Uh, uh, Trump, literally everything it, he did in foreign policy terms, be it China... Uh, be it uh, demanding greater uh, investment by Europeans in NATO. Look at what Trump did and has it been reversed? No. So I think the, uh, the Americans in some sense uh, assessed this moment. Hmm. This moment where they knew that the Chinese are now beginning to assert themselves and are going to therefore need to be managed in a different manner. Hmm. Uh, Asia-Pacific was a term and a political map and a strategy that was to uh, work with the markets of Asia, the economies of Asia, uh, uh, to, uh, to uh, in some ways preserve the Western Pacific architecture of, of, uh, uh, that America thought was beneficial to them. Uh, and therefore, Asia-Pacific worked at that time. Mm. But they could sense that the Chinese ambitions were not limited to that part of the world. When the conflicts in the East Asia Sea and all those correct, that started. Correct. They knew that that yeah. was a trailer. Mm. And, and they were right. Here you have uh, China uh, creating peace deals in the Middle East. Hmm. Here you have China's uh, uh, China's ambition to reshape the Central Asia. Hmm. Here you have Chinese trains reaching Western Europe. And, and you know, in a previous age, it would have been called an invasion. When you have thousands of Chinese landing on your yeah. uh, on a train in your station, you would have thought this is a military movement. Yeah. But now they are welcomed. They, with, you know, they are, they are greeted yeah. in those countries. They could sense all of this happening. And they knew that uh, the, the management or the political management of the future uh, cannot be served by the 1945 arrangements that had been put into place. They needed a 21st century upgrade. Uh, the operating system needed a reboot and a, mm. a, a, a and a, and a new uh, update and um, the indo-pacific in many ways was an acknowledgement of that mm. the indo-pacific was an acknowledgement that a the political map had changed uh, and the political map of both opportunity and contest is much bigger than the asia pacific it would include the indian ocean africa the mediterranean through the arabian sea through the suez canal uh, southern europe 
uh, right? Um, India, of course, and mm. the islands here, mm. they were all critical to now this new uh, political map that would be both an uh, opportunity landscape as well as a contest landscape. Mm. But secondly, they also assess correctly that the actors who would need to be uh, in place would be very different. Mm. Uh, this was not uh, the the American uh, political establishment knew that they needed new partnerships. Mm. They needed, uh, in some ways, uh, to rethink the alliance framework that had served them in the past to a new modern partnership framework that would serve them in the future. Uh, and India was a key part of that puzzle. They knew that. So uh, it is not it is not coincidental that in the 90s, in towards the end of Clinton administration, mm. uh, the George Bush presidency years, Obama, uh, Trump, Biden, one thing has remained consistent and strong, the centrality of India in the American visualization of the future. Hmm. So this is not something that has happened now. Hmm. Uh, uh, this was something that had been underway for a while. Uh, it has become more acute and, and far more visible today. But uh, the uh, the American strategic thinking uh, had taken a, a call, a long call, in fact. And not seeing India with the prism of Pakistan. Uh, one. That too. So the right. dehyphenation was de uh, was essential for them, right? And China. Uh, yeah. Suddenly, the positioning of India. Look, with, with I would argue that the that the central purpose of the nuclear deal, hmm. uh, and there were many other purposes, but yeah. I think one of the central purposes of the nuclear deal was to announce this new appreciation or the new assessment of the role of India. It was hmm. not to really do nuclear trade. Yeah. yeah how, many, how many nuclear plants will you trade, boss? And even when they were doing it, everybody was like, okay, this is starting, but the actual nuclear trade will happen with Europe. Uh, or, or, or with Russia, or with France, or France. with them, right? They will so, be the first ones, correct, and that's what correct, happened, actually. Correct, correct. You know? So, that, uh, so look, the Americans were, uh, yeah. were clear-eyed about this. Yeah. Uh, uh, it was not about uh, the, uh, the civil nuclear, nuclear sector. Trade as such, It yeah. was about putting to rest and... Uh, Clearing the debris from the 20th century, where in fact India had been sanctioned on a number yeah, the, of occasions. The nuclear apartheid. Correct. The, yeah. It had, had been sanctioned. Yeah. Uh, so it was to close that chapter of the book. In fact, it was to 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 archive that book and put it away. Hmm. I think to throw away that playbook of the 20th century and to say we are starting afresh. And I think that was the real purpose of the deal at that particular point of you time. You know, uh, Sami, two things which I want to uh, bring in. One was, you know, like uh, when we used to cover these uh, international summits uh, close to the turn of the century and later, uh, the view always was that India always has played a shrinking violet, not lived up to the expectations that Asia has or the South, Global South, now we keep hearing about Global South, the Global South has, you know, it just doesn't stand up. We were caught in our own uh, hesitation, baggage of the 20th century, the non-alignment, uh, all those things that has happened. Have things changed as far as uh, India is concerned? The West, yes, what they view India. Have we changed? We have to go back to the West a little bit, to, uh, to the US specifically. Okay. Look, when U.S. was making this decision hmm. to uh, suddenly uh, reimagine and then brand India in a particular way, it had to sell it to its constituencies, hmm. uh, to its partners, to its own people. You know, they have to. End of the day, they also have to. They also have to go for elections, right? Hmm. Uh, today, they may be they may be fighting it on different uh, uh, you know issues, but uh, in the twentieth century, uh, uh, you know, you have to understand that. In, in in America, 
India was seen as a country Russian close block. to the yeah it was mm. seen as a country close to the Soviet bloc. It was seen as a country uh, which was not on their side, right? And so, mercurial mer- in its uh, correct in uh, its reactions, irreverent, well. mercurial, yeah. not towing the line, yeah. uh, having a mind of its own, you know, uh, caught up in red tapeism, not etc. 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 Now, when they had to rebrand India, uh, they had to uh, like everything America does, and I think let's be uh, honest here. Uh, there is no better country in the world when it comes to branding right <laughs> okay. so so uh, w- uh, you know whether it's the apple product mm-hmm. or, or whether it is uh, uh, the american uh, uh, football league or whether it is uh, you know the nba they are re- past masters Absolutely. they are past masters right i, mean, I can't brands. say this more because seeing the economist if some if you haven't seen it as yet viewers just take a look at it so we have moved from snake charmers to this aggressive tiger, tiger. Now, right? <laughs> right right the branding nahi maine to wahi bola ki agli bari koi aayega india mein तो मैं तो वही फोटो अपने टी शर्ट में पहन के घूम रहा हूँ देख लो टाइगर है <laughs> जंगलों में देखो देखो शेर आया, शेर आया। वो इकोनॉमिक्स का ही लेके घूमूंगा मैं फ्रंट कवर नो नो बट बट इंडिया की भी फ्यूचर केपेबिलिटीज को उसी दिन लेवरेज कर दिया देखो बॉस वी ऑल लाइक प्रेज राइट सो सो वी ऑल एंजॉय tell when you start positioning india of 2020 in 2020 in 2000 itself yeah then uh, people expect your performance as per 2020 Correct. and uh, you are performing at the levels that you can if you are a 1 yeah. trillion dollar economy and you are being leveraged as a 3 3 trillion dollar economy then you are going to only deliver one third so yeah. one of the elements is that because we were branded to be this uh, 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 you know this uh, 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 country with a swag of uh, 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 yeah. uh, uh, 20 years later uh, 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 before our time uh, there may have been some disappointment uh, that's okay. that's that's one part of it the second part of course is that look even we have to reimagine our role in the world right hmm. so here we were uh, the uh, head of the global trade union non aligned movement bandung process you know koi bhi international trade union ho uska leader india hota tha now it sounds so right? bizarre no no but but that's true, true. right so even yeah. we had to change our own imagination of ourselves hmm. even that takes time right right so you know my my brother who returned to india 5 years ago yeah um, uh, uh, from the us after living there for you know 20 20 5 years when he came back he told me samir the young people here are so different they know what they want they 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 have a strong view about their country's role in the world they have a strong view about their country's future they they are demanding they have aspirations they are impatient they are very clear uh, that they will not do certain things agar if the job is substandard they will not do it you know they, yeah, they yeah. he saw that the young people are very different when they write to me on social media when they write to me on personal messages uh, Uh, I wouldn't have the confidence to send these messages to uh, uh, someone like me when I was a twenty-year-old. Uh, so he says, "You see, a far more confident India today." So mm. that is the second part. In a hurry. That India in a hurry. That India in two thousand two, two thousand three, two thousand four, two thousand ten, two thousand fifteen has uh, was certainly relatively more reticent than it is today. Mm. Each year, every five years, I think you are going to see a more um, certainly more vocal because you know we love our voice. Uh, but also uh, you know, more confident india uh, 
वी हैव नॉट सीन लाइक लाइक अगेन आई एम कमिंग बैक टू दैट कॉन्वर्सेशन वी हैवन सीन वी हैवन सीन स्ट्राइफ फॉर इयर्स वी हैवन सीन अगेन द पेपर वी हैवन सीन द डेली बैटल फॉर सर्वाइवल Uh, you know whether it's food or whether it is uh, the rations or whether it is and you and i both have been in homes uh, yes. in middle class homes yes. and we would remember we used to go we used to carry a grain of wheat and we used to go to the uh, chakki you know make Where it you had one brand Correct. of toothpaste one brand one. of ketchup and stand in line for milk yes all those and we used to go to canning centers and get uh, tomato yeah. ketchup made because we couldn't buy retail ketchup and there was no branded biscuits so, so maybe now, one or two so how much yeah. how much swagger can you have as a country as a country right True. so my point is that we had to also rethink so all those socialists today who you know complain about the crass capitalism of today they've no listen nicely l- gloss over no that. look 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 no no let's be very clear here we are doing injustice hmm. socialist of those years were the only ones who had access to privilege hmm like 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 in any good socialist communist arrangement the the thinking elite are very live very differently to the cadres hmm their their thinking and their living were were not necessarily uh, <laughs> you know uh, in sync with each other huh. so they never had to many of those never had to really bother about all of this yeah. you know so uh, the the fact today is that uh, you have today services on your mobile phone that required a minister's letter to access in the 20th century we yeah. are coming from that india yeah. where 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 literally uh, uh, breathing was a privilege You know, अगर आपने सांस ज़्यादा ले ली तो वो किसी की प्रिविलेज थी. And you know, like when now when when I when I went to the U.S., we have our COVID certificate on our phone. In America, it's a पर्ची still. Look, there are many things right and many things wrong. But what I feel is that there are there was to be nothing that we did right in you know, those cases. You know, I have I, when I when I am sitting overseas, my favorite experiment is that any colleague of mine who's traveling with me. I would put them across the table. I would tell them ki please show them your phone which service provider you're using. I will show them my phone which service provider I'm using. I said please tell them which bank you use. I will tell them which bank I use and I'll send money across the table and we'll be sending 1 1 rupee to each other for, you know through the meeting telling them this is the So look uh, yeah uh, uh, coming back to the uh, yeah. coming back to the point. So India was also going through a period of of um, adjusting to uh, its 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 new realities hmm. a reality which was uh, uh, looking uh, far more uh, wholesome uh, the prospects which were far more positive than they had been in in uh, 50 years of our existence since hmm. our uh, independence so the second challenge was that if you, if we were not assertive or if we were shrinking away from Uh, mm. being heard or taking a role in certain conversations that were critical in the global stage it was also because uh, we were not uh, used to the new role that we were ha- yeah. having and to play and it's all linked to the economy too right the economy also linked to the politics and of politics. our time and politics of our time right yeah. uh, one of the and the third reason and politics of our time and the third reason uh, you know for a, for the longest time because we were coming out of a uh, phase in global history where many of us were actually uh, attaining freedom for the first time and we we there was a degree of solidarity that had defined our early years uh, we were walking uh, together we were mm. journeying together um, and that led to the uh, various organizations that were built up uh, we were also loath to move away from the group when we could have 
Hmm. There was a there was a literally some sort of a political guilt hmm. that you know I can now be slightly different. Oh, I so have done a, a little bit. Security and status quo, right? Uh, correct, and, yeah. and and you want to be with the herd, right? You don't yeah. want to leave the herd, hmm. uh, and you also about you also feel guilty about hmm. leaving the herd. That that why is it that uh, I am now three uh, x the size of uh, many countries who used to be the same per capita income as me hmm. at that particular point of time, or the fact that because I'm a large population, I have an economic muscle uh, disproportionate to my uh, Uh, income per capita uh, incomes uh, or because of my geography and because of my prowess in science and technology and defense and it as we spoke uh, uh, we have a global relevance which is different to uh, agri based economies or economies based on fisheries and others or tourism alone right so india had not only grown and not only matured and not only developed um, uh, certain skills indian industry indian econ- economic side i'm saying the market side of india mm. Uh, was beginning to contribute as well that engine mm. was finally firing mm. we had we have we had uh, in, in many ways uh, escaped the shackles of the public sector undertakings and its uh, uh, its kind of a, uh, retarding impact on our um, existence so i think the 1991 reforms were mm. beginning to kick in in, in a in a generation so, so by the end of what were the breaks i mean here you had a prime minister in dr manmohan singh who ushered in the reforms when Uh, as, a, as a finance minister yeah narsimha rao was the prime minister here he was he's he almost staked his government for the nuclear deal Correct. he was he was pu- he was putting the relationship on track where where were the breaks that happened why didn't that upward trajectory continue in the second term of the upa and why did it take that muscular foreign policy of modi to put it back on track Look, if i say if went off track or slowed down i'll be uh, uh, honest here you know uh, first of all till 2008 I was more interested in the uh, uh, corporate sector and business sector, hmm. and less interested in uh, the going ons in geopolitics and politics. Hmm. But look, there are two distinct periods. Hmm. One was Manmohan Singh first term and the Bajpayee era, yeah. and I you can kind of club them together. Yes, uh, which were quite similar. Yeah, uh, and you are right. You know, uh, it, it shows a continuity and a maturity yeah. that uh, you took a project that may have been that may have been started under. Prime Minister Vajpayee and Manmohan Singh took it to fruition. Uh, yes, the civil nuclear deal. Yeah, right. So uh, he staked his government. He was willing to stand against the the left lobby in Parliament and uh, yeah. uh, and uh, and make it happen. And I think that phase was one phase of India. I have a, a suspicion that what happened post two thousand nine, the second term, the second UPA term, uh, there was a resurgence of um, uh, of the other side of the Congress Party. Uh, mm. of the of the left leaning uh, mm. uh, uh, socialist side mm. of the communist party that somehow made the uh, made uh, uh, prime minister manmohan singh and those who believed in mm. um, uh, a progressive uh, economic and political framework for the future guilty of wanting more for the country i think the idea that somehow because um, uh, we are a country which has a certain reality of of um, of poverty deprivation etc in 2008 2009 much more than we have today by the way so it was a you know 12 years ago was a very different india again yeah. so because there was this large uh, you know uh, hundreds of millions of folks who were outside i think that idea was uh, used as a both as a as, as a tool and a means of of um, changing uh, some of the key policies but also as a as a way of instilling a more um, reluctant and reticent um, indian story to fir ho gaya na so then hiccups come 
इंडिया worked in the to, you know in some sense benefited china yeah. and in many ways had we continued with strengthening and deepening our relationship with uh, the americans and europeans and japanese and australians and others at that particular point of time uh, all the eggs in the chinese market may not have been uh, as uh, uh, as deeply enmeshed as they became and so everyone bet on china between look at that, let's go that back that period, period of four, four years that period of four years yeah. is basically that gave birth to a expansive aggressive Uh, China and rise of Xi Jinping's kind of geopolitics. So, in democracies like India and the US, it's something that we have to learn that when you have these fissures and when you do not try to close those fissures, when you don't try to s- solve it, and and you don't figure out that there might be people who are taking advantage of that fissures, it results in geopolitical uh, issues for us, which we have to then later look. Let, let me put it another way: uh, uh, if India stops. growing at 6 7 8%. Yeah. If India goes back to its 1 or 2% growth rate, if Indian economy does badly, Indian technology progresses. Uh, no, and we have riots and all these kind of things if the, look, it starts uh, internal uh, security issues. These matter, right? These matter. Right. And why and also they could be triggered by countries. Look, which, that's a whole separate uh, yeah. uh, I, uh, theme. You know, the, I mean that's I think some something that you should do. Look, uh, in a in the digital world and that was not the case in 2009 let's be honest here uh, but uh, even at that point of time when you didn't have uh, the proliferation of facebooks and uh, twitters and uh, tiktoks and all those other instant com platforms like you do today uh, you know even the rapid and uh, many ways uh, uh, dangerous uh, uh, promotion of ideas on uh, uh, through videos and even podcasts even if i say so when yeah, i'm yeah, yeah. on one you know you still saw that when we wanted to put up a plant in kundakullam yeah. you had fisher women protesting against in nuclear tamil power in tamil nadu correct uh, in tamil nadu you still saw how you had international organizations and international interest groups and international activists correct. who could reach you and and instigate uh, uh, protests at that particular point of time in fact i remember that government had come down heavily yeah. uh, on on those protests and had banned certain organizations who yeah. had been funded from overseas and who were who were being yeah, yeah. who were being helped by uh, international groups so it But was these happening. insidious things happened these yes. happened right yeah. uh, and and uh, 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 if these happen 
and if we agree that in today's world a digital means can be used to create disturbances within countries can be uh, can mobilize people to act in irrational ways can create riots can create conflicts why are we assuming why do we have this false sense of security that uh, those who don't like us will not use it against us sure right so uh, uh, i mean i have written a piece on this that uh, open societies their democracy is the weapon that is used against them please uh -huh. understand our our expression uh, and our defense of expression uh, it will be gamed against us uh, we have to start with that assumption that because we can say what we want to say we will be we will sometimes see voices that are that have been actually encouraged by others to say some things that will uh, create disturbances in our society so do we guard against it do we take action against it or do we just accept it and counter it look you know i have a slightly nuanced view on this i think i mean since you work for a think tank obviously you know multiplicity of views is something that you encourage no and my think tank itself has multiplicity of views yeah. so i mean uh, just on that let me just tell you that one of the things that uh, uh, we are deeply concerned about hmm. is um, the polarization of thinking within institutions you know hmm. uh, the idea of big tents is disappearing yeah right we want a uh, um, a uni uh, focal uh, view yeah. of the world you know whether you're a newspaper whether you are a think tank whether you are a university uh, we want state your purpose yeah you know we we want purpose driven recruitment true and the purpose is not uh, available to anyone the purpose is decided by the institution that this is the purpose but ye to think tanks mein america mein tha hi you know what the atlantic council is you know what the heritage foundation is multiplicity of views in media or in we expect that in india it should be there where is it there in, in america look i i think uh, uh, it would be detrimental to the story of india if we were to ape the american system of polarization mm. uh, in fact i think the 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 richness of india story was that we were never uh, a country that um, as uh, in fact um, someone had mentioned that we were not a melting pot we were a thali shashi had mentioned in your yeah. podcast that's yeah, right yeah multiplicity of views yeah. like, so we yeah. were always the thali yeah. which had individual containers have, having having different um, huh. uh, um, uh, uh, identities cultures cuisines costumes etc 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 you know when the prime minister is going now 100% uh, already there has been you know there have been reports that uh, there are several organizations which are going to be uh, having rallies protests you going to have the khalistanis coming and protesting they uh, incidentally people don't know this uh, or some people don't know this that the khalistanis have been protesting against an indian prime minister visit in america or in canada forever forever correct it's those who cover the visit know ki yahan pe 15 20 aayenge aur ye protest karenge in fact uh, if i remember as a child uh, one of my one of those moments that gives you uh, when you're proud about your prime minister when you are proud proud about some uh, event or some incident was actually uh, the response rajiv gandhi in his visit to the, uh, yes. uh, you know us at that particular time gave to a gentleman a supporter of khalistan yeah. okay. i think in the press club or in It, one of yes. his uh, one of his interactions and he says that you must know that uh, the capital of raja ranjit singh's um, uh, kingdom and you can have your khalistan uh, lahore, here. Uh, yeah. lahore so wahan pe karne do so so, so 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 you know uh, 
this is going to happen when these kind of protests happen or when uh, there's this organization which has written to the president you know the organization which uh, hosted uh, rahul gandhi's visit they've written to the american president saying uh, disallow the indian prime minister from speaking at the us congress so when all this happens there's a section of indians who feel why doesn't america stop them why doesn't america do something about it not realizing it's like our country hum log nahi stop karte tell me something ha Uh, okay, just go on to your Twitter timeline or your Twitter feed or whichever one for you uh, recommended ah. for you, whichever one you want, ah. whichever one Elon Musk has decided for you. Go and look at your timeline. Don't we, as uh, people with um, the ability to uh, write tweets or write columns or uh, participate in podcasts, criticize America? Uh, sure. Uh, you know, with all gusto and and yeah. and we talk about everything about. Them. Look, this is fine. Uh, uh, i don't think we should take we sh- uh, we have to move on uh, as as people we have different assessments of the world different views of the world and here i come back again to my point that there is a real state and there is a street yeah when you and talked about the elite. talked about the elite you know the strategic Correct. elite yes. and uh, uh, so is the case point. so That's is the true. case with india okay. i mean i can bet my bottom dollar that if if tomorrow i'm just asking if if 24 29 33 whenever if if a different uh, political party comes to power do you think they're going to undo the 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 geo strategic directions of this country no uh, 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 in fact what strengthens the india us partnership is that through vajpai manmohan singh modi nothing changed yeah. uh, uh, through through clinton bush obama trump biden nothing changed this is the bipartisan nature of our relationship now uh, there was not one moment through this period that i'm that i'm listing here when you did not have a very loud commentariat uh, uh, abusing each other or finding faults in each other or saying someone don't trust someone uh, don't believe in them uh, their values are different their interests are different they will discharge they will do th- you know as countries that love our own voice and love our love melodrama and drama that's why hollywood and bollywood dominate the world we we, we are performers <laughs> right now politics uh, has become more performative and therefore politicians have also joined the frame you know and because okay. politicians now have a, a mic all the time which is their mobile phone you you see you see a, a, a much greater uh, degree of of interventions made by individuals sometimes it may sound a bit disorienting uh, there is a degree of dissonance but the real states the the real establishments uh, have not deviated yeah and and i think uh, this has to be uh, a part of two large loud democracies working together this will be part of it we have to get used to this right we are not going to convince uh, 300 million of 350 million americans and 1.4 billion indians uh, on a single line for each other we shouldn't get very emotive about uh, editorials in the washington post new york times uh, economist or should we take them seriously as to that the elite might get influenced by these editorials no i think which are uh, quite clearly anti india prejudice in them look i i think we need to uh, we need to respond to those uh, in a few ways hmm. uh, one uh, when uh, there is uh, the there's telltale signs of uh, racism uh, of orientalism of um, literally uh, 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 condescension they must be called out uh, but it doesn't mean that uh, we the expectation has to be that uh, white house should stop the newspapers from writing that correct so uh, called out how like what vajpai said kitab kar jawab kitab se correct so, and you have your mediums so you have come to come to ANI and say what you want to say about cnn 
Thank you. Oh uh, right, uh, and, and and people are doing it. And yeah. by the way, you don't even need to come to A and I. Now you have individual influencers on YouTube. Yeah. You have you you know you have a million channels with million views. Correct. You know uh, uh, Neil Mohan from YouTube, who now heads YouTube, was telling me that there's been a 61 percent growth in that particular year. I think it was 2022 of of Indians earning more than one lakh rupees from YouTube for uh, for you know through yeah. uh, through their viewership. Yeah. So there is a whole uh, explosion of uh, content, content. Uh, because of the digital medium. So we got the numbers right. We got we got one point four billion of us. Correct. So I, I think they should be called out, and right. I think uh, uh, words are a good response to words. And uh, does the th- do think tanks call out too? Since All the time, I, I mean, think tanks call out each other even in India. Forget <laughs> about America. So, okay. so you have. By, by the way, uh, uh, you know, I, I can take pride in this. That uh, you know, many years ago, uh, if you remember, there was this big debate of whether India should opt for Rafale or for the F-16s. If you remember, yes, there was this big debate happening when we were going yes. for uh, our, our, uh, you know, that first procurement, and. Uh, Uh, I had one of my colleagues uh, strongly pitch on the same day Times of India for uh, one aircraft and H Hindustan Times my other other colleague wrote for the other aircraft so even within think tanks sure. uh, there would be difference of opinions and I think that is what I was referring to earlier that this right. ability to have uh, different opinions hmm. and yet celebrate a common future hmm. should not be lost okay indians always had it hum farak hain we were different we were never the same we were different in terms of religion different in terms of our eating habits different in terms of how we view uh, our cultural uh, norms and cultural processes from from our birth to our death we you know we had differences uh, sure. uh, that defined uh, different uh, sections of india yet uh, uh, we were living in the same space sharing the same present and dreaming of the same future and i think the ability to be to celebrate diversity was something that we were known for and we are known for by the way i, I don't i yeah, don't believe, what I, do. i don't want to believe new york times and guardian Haan. right so i think unko pada karo and usme uh, bhelpuri khaya karo that they are very good to eat bhelpuri and and so bhelpuri and uh, 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 but uh, do not allow others hmm. to define who we are and i truly believe that beyond the noise and beyond the 8000 twitter handles in india who wake up every morning and um, uh, abuse everyone and say that the freedom of expression is being denied and by mm-hmm. the way they've been doing it for doing it for a decade now yeah. so uh, uh, and clearly their expression does not seem to have vanished anywhere absolutely but, they're going and screeching on television channels every day, at the debate every, every day, day right so uh, screaming that our voices are not being heard so, while they, so they I, scream I, I, the so, loudest so i'm saying don't believe us okay. don't believe people like us uh, go to the streets Uh, go to uh, small town india go to uh, the big markets of india go to the big cities and the dense clusters in the in india uh, we are a country of 1.4 billion people largely living in harmony now uh, one incident per day for one country uh, is not news hmm. unfortunately because we are 70 countries if we have 70 incidents in one country <laughs> it's it becomes news yeah. but if you really were to look at the the incidents that happen vis-a-vis the population that we house india is a country that is largely doing well um, my uh, only uh, cautionary uh, assessment is that uh, sometimes um, the the uh, social media starts uh, infecting real streets and and, and yeah. real populations absolutely and uh, till and now with smartphones and and with the the spread of um, access to everyone um, in the last uh, certainly since 2016 17 uh, we should be we should be careful 
we should be careful and therefore i think uh, and and this is a different theme and i want to come back to the us relationship uh, very quickly mm. but i think this is an area where governments communities citizens need to get smarter mm. so that we are able to prevent you know there needs to be a there needs to be a preventive uh, strategy so that what you see online does not infect real life okay and that danger is something we should be aware of Okay, uh, I don't think it is necessarily uh, you know prolific at this stage, but there is there are enough incidents that have happened in the mm. last few years which tell us that uh, time to re- take a relook. It, at it's it. time to relook yeah. at uh, uh, both um, both the role of communities, the role of regulation, and the and of course uh, the role of the family itself. Yeah. Because um, you know in a country which is as family and community oriented as we are. um the first and the most uh, 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 you know uh, important line of defense is uh, uh, the locality and you the know, family you know when we're talking about social media you can be certain that with this visit of prime minister modi as much as traditional media is going to be reporting on what what the the bare facts are and what the drama element in it because of course prime minister modi is going to speak to the diaspora there's be there'll be a state banquet so there'll be pomp and pageantry of course american pomp and pageantry is not as much as in india they do it in a more subtle manner uh, but there will be all that so the traditional media will focus on that but social media will also focus on on the other side of it also you know the the protests and things like that so um is the hype justified uh, in both social media as well as um, traditional media about this visit look uh, we were just talking about the manmohan singh vajpayee years yeah. of the relationship yeah and i was uh, suggesting that that was a period when we laid to rest the demons of the 20th century hmm. uh, we perhaps also decided to script a new future this is that future this visit is that future Okay. So if if that was the preface of the book in the uh, early 2000s this is now the main book being written. Wonderful. This okay. visit is where we are actually after having heard everyone you are good he's bad this is the problem that is the issue uh, they are capable of doing this or they are capable of doing that we have heard everyone we have assessed each other we have uh, uh, you know uh, played aloof played warm played friendly we have played all the games with each other hmm. this is it this is there couldn't be two dissimilar leaders hmm. driving this relationship and there couldn't be greater convergence between these leaders as it is happening now now uh, this visit the uh, biden and uh, prime minister modi is is extremely different because of not only the different personalities of the leadership but because despite the different personalities the common convergence and determination to carve a relationship that will serve the future and this is that relationship this is not uh, a, a period when uh, we are promising that we will work together this is the period of great transition happening in the world we have a europe in 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 disarray we have a china that is promising to upset everything we have uh, just come out of a pandemic that has derailed economic futures we have uh, uh, of course and most importantly uh, crises such as the such as climate change confronting all of us and we have restless populations within our countries and of course outside hmm. so this is a very very different era hmm. a very different uh, um, time frame time period hmm. when uh, our two countries are deciding 
to do something dramatic together so that trust and verify stage we have gone that trust past. verify distrust verify oh, yeah. uh, verify don't trust all combinations have been now Done exhausted okay and we have come to the conclusion this is it so now uh, if it was nuts and bolts if i was to uh, pick two things defense and technology are those two the uh, the shining no they are not two things defense and technology is one thing ek okay that is one thing all right so i think defense and technology is one thing hmm. and, and and we can add a few more because you get space because, it all those so as soon as huh. you put tech it yeah. implicates defense it implicates climate it implicates space yeah. it implicates hmm. Hmm. literally every sector of hmm. our life today because in a digital future tech is Uh, uh, the reason is everybody's focus are on the drones and the engines for no, the no no but but they must focus yeah. look they must focus on it and uh, uh, i know uh, some of my very dear friends have a different opinion on this mm. but look uh, let's wait for the deal uh, uh, i th- uh, what we are seeing here is actually uh, for the first time uh, an attempt by the us uh, to share one of its crown jewels with a country that is not its alliance partner Uh, yeah. aka vassal state uh, you know for the yeah. first time yeah. you have a country that disagrees with the us uh, on as many issues as it agrees on yeah. you know for the first time us is saying that i am going to give you a few things that were earlier only reserved for those who would do my bidding uk and Correct. canada and the others uh, whoever i mean i'm, I'm okay, not naming Japanese, them so you know I, why yeah. should i why should okay. i upset any sure. uh, okay. uh, any any population but, but they, that's a policy change in in america you would say that uh, uh, look yeah. uh, uh, isn't it See, it's a policy change in America. I don't think it's a policy change in America. I think it's a realization in America okay. that when you partner with India, you are now no longer uh, dealing with small states who are looking up to you. You are dealing with a state that looks into your eyes, and I think that is the emergence of India that they have now realized has happened. Uh, the India that they wanted, that they were leveraging in two thousand mm-hmm. as a potential. a partner for the future has emerged and they have realized that that india is going to have the same sense of exceptionalism exceptionalism that india is going to play with everyone like they have done i mean by the way the americans have funded every side of every conflict since 1945 yeah. right so so yeah. uh, in every region of the world right sanu ki na as long as they never funded the, the, us right the, the, till the, now the point is the huh. point is americans realize that large countries With a strong sense of strong sense of self, uh, don't have uh, unifocal lenses. They don't look at the world in straight lines. They look at the world in a more complex matrix, hmm. matrix of opportunity, matrix of possibilities, matrix that uh, uh, issues that respond to the current times, issues that might be important in the future times. There is a there is a large array of of inputs that uh, define decisions. Um, for the first time us is going to be partnering with a country so intimately which is going to be bigger than it in population and hmm. bigger than ppp gdp terms in 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 some years time so for the first time us is confronted with a economy nearly as big as itself in a, a decade decade and a half two decades from now perhaps bigger than it in a few decades from now they would uh, would they be okay with that why not Uh, and they're not okay with china being that uh, so look, why would look, they okay, be okay with india being uh, that because uh, 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 india as of now has not shown two essential uh, attributes that would threaten and scare people the first um, disregard for the rules that have largely defined the liberal order post 1945 
In fact, India has been more committed to the treaties and to some of the frameworks and agreements than even the United States of America. Hmm. Uh, you know, uh, hmm. uh, 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 adherence to international law, adherence to its commitments, adherence to what it has promised to do. It has been far more committed uh, to uh, uh, to the order, as it were, uh, than most countries, including the United States of America. That's number one. So we uh, don't have a disregard hmm. for uh, international law and international order and international agreements. That's number one. The Chinese have never lived up to any agreement, hmm. right? Uh, that WTO accession is a joke mm. on, on the Europeans and the Americans. That's still playing out, by the way. So mm. it's still not over, right? Mm. So that's number one. So we don't have that. And second, uh, it is widely uh, accepted around the world, and, and uh, it's not only the Americans, but it's true for most countries, that we are not seen as, uh, we are not seen as an expensive actor who wants to reshape the political maps of the world. Mm. We are not seen as a country that is going to go and uh, 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 run an imperial agenda or a. Uh, we say we want to be Vishwa Guru. Uh, Vishwa Guru is look boss. Our Vishwa Guru is linked to the the mind. The mysticism of it. No, no, mysticism. You're reducing us to mysticism, boss. Uh. We were also the math mathematicians of our time. We were also the scientists in in different times. Mysticism is was a reductive term to to give them a reason to colonize us. Uh, mysticism was not something uh, uh, that gave them great appreciation for us. Okay. It, it was a way to reduce us. So we don't replace We are not out there. We don't replace anyone. We don't replace anyone. We don't replace anyone. We We will make our decisions, and our decisions over time have proven to be uh, 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 those which hmm. conform to. Um, uh, uh, international sensibilities, mm. our global commitments and responsibilities. And of course, uh, uh, as uh, we are trying to uh, demonstrate quite vocally during our G20 presidency, which places humanity, uh, the emerging world, and uh, 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 the planet. Uh, Samir, uh, Ashley Tellis, he's a known uh, India expert. Now, he says that, uh, and he's been quoted a lot of, uh, on this article, and he says America's made a bad bet on India. And that New Delhi will not side Washington against Beijing. Now, younger Ashley Tellis had a more optimistic view about India-US relations. Um, and there are several such articles which have come out. Do you think um, India should side more with the US uh, to convince people like Ashley uh, or or the others, Markey and the others, Daniel Markey and those who have written on it, um, to say that India is not a bad bet? Would, so, would uh, Modi would let, have let, to let walk that you, extra mile? Ask, okay, now let me change the role. I'm going to ask you a question. Hmm. Do you think if India was able to convince Ashley Tellis and Daniel Marke and other commentators, US would be fine with us? I mean, do you think that's the route for convincing the US about us? It comes back to that elite thing no, no, that you talked about. My point here is, huh. I have a simple proposition. There is a, there is a, school of voices in both in both parts of uh, in India as well as in the US on both sides uh, which have uh, considered opinions mm. which have uh, strong opinions which have a view uh, that is uh, certainly uh, something that uh, catches attention and 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 engages uh, all of us but the question we need to ask is is that view the view of the United States of America but, or of New Delhi. But see, when these articles come out just on the eve of Prime Minister Modi's visit to the US, and this is going to be the last visit probably uh, of of Prime Minister Modi before America goes to polls, uh, before uh, India goes to polls. Even if he goes again, it's not... I mean... No, no, I'm, uh, look, so, are these views going to change American election outcomes? No. Okay. Are they going to change American decision on foreign policy? No. Are they going to impact India's foreign policy approaches? No. 
why are we so uncomfortable with people having views that don't matter you know why is it that everything has to have some end purpose in it hmm. boss uh, you know there is a uh, i when i was doing my phd and i was sitting in uh, in uk in some town and um, i i met a i met a i was having coffee and the person who was sitting next to me in the cafe was was uh, scribbling his um, was scribbling some notes i asked him what are you doing he says i'm writing my phd I said you're writing your PhD on uh, on paper. a piece of paper. He says I am a pure mathematics PhD. My job is to find the prime number in some exponential series, some thirteenth exponential series, or some number. I'm forgetting exactly. He has to discover a prime number of the largest that has ever been found. That was his PhD. That I'm going to find the prime number at some point. I said, what is the purpose of this prime number? He says no purpose. Finding the prime number is the purpose. So the discovery of the prime number was the purpose. It is not going to change the politics of Cambridge or the price of the coffee foreign or <laughs> foreign policy. Ke PhDs. Like, 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 the no? point I'm trying to make is okay. that there is sometimes a joy of okay. doing things, huh. and why do you want to take away that joy? There is a, everything is not linked to outcomes. It's not going to impact on the visit at all. You uh, you answer the question I asked you that that uh, if what Daniel Marquet writes is it going to uh, uh, change the way uh, 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 Mr. Doval or Mr. Jay Shankar or Prime Minister Modi think? Uh, answer that question for me. It doesn't matter to them. Same is Daniel Marquet going to uh, affect how White House thinks okay, about? Okay, let it? me be. If they did, let's assume that that Daniel Marquet and and others that you have mentioned. had the power to influence a relationship at this time do you think we would be here hmm. L- let's be honest here that everyone has a moment and uh, let us not uh, forget that many important voices in the late 1990s and early 2000s including ashley played a important role in 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 uh, giving birth to a new moment in india us relationships hmm. uh It's been twenty years since then. We are literally talking about a uh, 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 end of a generation. Hmm. There is a new generation of of voices and thinkers, of doers, of practitioners, of policy makers who are in charge today. They have a very different assessment of the world. They were they were possibly in the classrooms when when the relationship began afresh, and it is those voices that we should be. Uh, uh, okay. p- pointing to when we start thinking about implications for the relationship, hmm, hmm. but look, listen, these voices are also important hmm. because they tell you a how far we have come, b what we should prevent, what we should guard against. So I think there are also cautionary uh, messages in there. Uh, but but in my in my mind, let's be very clear: commentariat on both sides, which has the which has grabbed media spaces, whether digital or yeah. or, or real. Uh, are not connected to what what's really transforming the relationship i and i, and I think i'll i'll be i'll say despite me being from a think tank i think track 2 is far behind track 1 Track one is yeah. track. Track Very one is dynamic. leading the relationship. Correct. In the nineties and two thousands, we used to like pull the track one, come and do this. Yeah. In the two thousand twenties, we are nowhere close to what the track one is doing and implementing and enacting. We are uh, we are retrospective. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, thinkers on these matters. Also, the secrecy involved. No, look, it is not secret. The nuts and bolts of these uh, defense cooperation deals have not yet come out. On the ICET thing, I read your article. Uh, my question, Samir, is on. You know, I want to come to that. Uh, it's this this level of uh, cooperation. It needs a deep kind of uh, trust, longevity of planning, and things like that. Um, these 
verticals can't kickstart just like that just because uh, two governments decide there has to be you know all like your scientists your researchers your industry everybody have have to be on board are they on board here's a short primer the indian national security advisor this week said that the india us initiative on critical and emerging technologies i said is going to emerge as one of the important pillars in the india us bilateral strategic partnership the iset or initiative on critical area technologies between india and the us commits to cooperation in areas such as artificial intelligence quantum computing space exploration semiconductors and defense technology it was launched in january this year and considerable work has gone into this stakeholders from the government industry and academia scientists research scholars have been part of the process of putting up platforms and processes to deepen the cooperation i think when it comes to if you're talking about uh, tech transfers or yeah. tech partnerships or um, uh, you know key issues like for example partnering on digital public infrastructure or mm. 5g or um, semiconductors mm. or uh, jet engines mm. uh, look who is the single most important actor in these uh, uh, domains mm. the private sector mm. so the question here is is the american private sector betting on india and i think the answer is a loud yes okay so uh, uh, the american state by itself will not be able to take this forward unless it has on board uh, the owners of these key capabilities Uh, knowledge and uh, products on on their side so i think the american private sector uh, for a number and variety of reasons and i think that it could be uh, you know resilience it could be china plus one it could mm. be uh, de-risking itself from countries which might uh, be problematic in the future uh, for variety of reasons i think the american private sector has taken a call on india now um does it mean that uh, we have to do something dramatically different no but we need to implement better and by the way i think what we did with apple uh, uh, in recent times yeah. uh, uh, may give us some sort of a framework roadmap um uh, uh, architecture a prototype yeah a prototype yeah. Uh, 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 to see how we can actually uh, create um, substantial significant world class manufacturing out of india uh, but that is not going to be replicated when we take it to the digital public infrastructure space or the the, mm. the services space or the software space or even the jet engine space it may not right? move in the same it, it, it may not move space, in the same way yeah. so i think we have to be nimble and alert and as india we need to now in the next 10 years keep grabbing opportunities huh. uh, they are going to come knocking and we must keep the door open i think our problem is uh, like the commentariat that is writing about the 20th century even mm. some of our bureaucracy is living in the 20th century mm. so the 21st opportunities need to be grabbed by a far more agile Um, bureaucratic class i think the political leadership is is uh, is far more aware and in tune with with uh, what we could achieve in the days ahead mm. i think we need more agile institutions and and both sides by the way I, this is not an india problem mm. uh, uh, you know uh, it, it is also a us problem mm. uh, and uh, you know yeah. most of your friends who have been ambassadors here etc etc will tell you that they yeah. have to move the needle through the maze of pentagon and the state department uh, and the major issue one of the major issues will be uh, visas you know mm. indians have this the the backlog goes several years now uh on Because the h1 america has to understand and i've written about this by the way yes i've actually complained about the backlogs yeah. although uh, to be honest we still get we garner the giant yeah. share of all the yeah that's right? 70% 75% so that, yeah, 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 both but, but listen country uh, quota the americans have to no, now not think about okay here is my take on it 
visas should not be seen as a allotment or a distribution of larges. Hmm. The India-US relationship visa should be seen as the most strategic bridge between the two countries. It is our people who have built this relationship. Boss, when our politics hated each other, when our geopolitics was different, sure. it was the people in the two countries and the diaspora that kept us connected. It was We have a human bridge. That human bridge is a strategic bridge. We should see this as, a, as the pipeline that is uh, literally the most significant one between our two. This is the energy pipeline. This is the equivalent of the energy pipeline that's flowing between us people. So uh, Visa really? is not a distribution network. Visa is a strategic highway. And, and it allows, the human bridge allows us to do things that would have been improbable. Uh, and impossible, but for its existence. So my plea to leaders on both sides is to treat the flow of uh, human capital between the two geographies as essential to preserve the, uh, the, the essence of our relationship. It was built by them and it is going to be served by them. It is going to be grown by them. Okay, uh, let me get to this um, Bloomberg article which I read. And uh, according to one estimate, you know, there are 200... 277,000 people across the US who are working on this chip making industry in R&D, design, manufacturing, testing, semiconductor and things. Now, there will be about 10,000 jobs available every year in this sector. In India, we have about 2.5 million Indians enrolling in engineering colleges. The math is there, right? Are we firstly one, you said that US sees us as a capable partner. Have we developed the skill sets to match that uh, those jobs which are going to come out here? Are our youth trained for those jobs? You know, um, now this is a sector where I don't have ready numbers with me. Hmm. But I do remember Minister Rajiv Chandrasekhar mentioning in one of our conferences when I hmm. asked him this question. Hmm. He was mentioning that a, a significant part hmm. of uh, the design uh, is already done out of India. Uh, and many and and most and he would know he's uh, worked correct. on it. Yeah. And he and he is quite focused on building those capabilities and further further building those capabilities here. In fact, uh, many companies have their offices here that that take part in this particular exercise. So so if I remember correctly, he was mentioning that we are already an integral part hmm. of, of this industry in some ways, hmm. and we should become uh, more deeply integrated into it. Hmm. Now uh, look, uh, this again becomes that visa question. Yeah. Right now, if Americans uh, require Indian talent, then uh, and this is a strategic sector, you're not giving a tourist visa here. Yeah, you know you are investing in your own country's strategic uh, abilities. And you're noticing to. now, you know, right from President Biden to all the other um, uh, congressmen, senators, everybody says, "Oh, it is going to call, bring so many jobs to our uh, state." And for Americans to say that doing business with India is going to provide jobs in their country. Hmm. They're not worried about their jobs being taken away. No, no, look. Do you uh, remember Obama in, in that early thing? He says, oh, Bangaloreans are going to take yeah, up your job. Yeah, we are going to be Bangalore. Bang come up with the term. Do you remember that? Yeah. And now... And they would be eating sweet sambar. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's sorry. the best kind of sambar, Sami. <laughs> look, I, I, I've lived in that <laughs> part and I love, I, I love that sambar. Yeah, okay. This is the Manipal. Yeah, Dakshin Kannada. My Dakshin Kannada origins. Yeah, so there. No, no. But on a note, see, look. I think... At a particular point of time, huh. uh, and not too far away from now, and I, I see this within a decade, uh, India will have to be attracting a lot of global talent into India. Hmm. 
we may make in india we may make india but we will make with everyone hmm. no big country has built alone except china who stole everything from everyone <laughs> uh, but but yeah. uh, but you know even they needed the knowledge of others who they were huh. able to bring it back but by the way uh, I, I look that was slightly uncharitable they the also chinese, need the quotas no, of the other countries no, uh, when the financial crisis hit uh, let me tell you a china story when the financial crisis hit what did the chinese do chinese came up with two three schemes one of them was the chinese government one of them was that if you are a top if you are a person with skills and capabilities who's working in western institutions losing your job come back to china we'll protect your salary we'll give you a job here there was a uh, come back to china policy hmm. and they had uh, tens of thousands yeah. of of uh, folks who returned home hmm. and took part in building china from 2008 hmm. to now who built up the capabilities of china what is intellectual property when people move between two labs they take their knowledge with them hmm. so when you bring back the folks who are working in critical sectors in in the united states and they've built up their own laboratories and research uh, facilities in in china uh, it, it, this was a tech transfer of a soft variety hmm. uh, or, or, or of a lower cost variety hmm. uh, perhaps also of something that was not consistent with copyright norms but you know the chinese don't really care about it so they bought back a lot of people you know uh, they had a policy that got them back uh, second Uh, uh progressively since the last you know since the last decade they have targeted key chinese origin americans or uh, chinese diaspora in america in europe in canada and other parts of the world and they have brought them back to the mainland um, they have also attracted the best american and uh, uh, non chinese american and european talent to come and work with them literally uh, by the way that is influence the field on the world because uh, uh, so many Harvard and East Coast professors yeah. have uh, uh, side assignments in China mm-hmm. who who come and advise them on their economic policies on their trade policies on their engineering on their physics on their chemistry uh, you can take out a roster of american academics who have a honorarium deal with the chinese and they are going them giving them advice or uh, shaping their futures as well so india uh, maybe not in that style but i see very soon india requiring you know as we move from say 5 trillion dollars which hopefully we should be touching in the next couple of years um if we move from, if we have to move from 5 to 10 and from 10 to 20 uh, we will have to uh, solicit help from across the world see global talent attract them to uh, come and work here and uh, create jobs for america out of india so uh, you know uh, we are going to be a job producer for the world we are, it's not only about ourselves and there lies that challenge so i think rather than looking it as a zero sum game we have to see that there are certain jobs that uh, are going to go from india to uh, western or other hmm. uh, 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 you know geographies um, for um, the capabilities that they have and there are many indians who go into different geographies for the skills that they bring to the table and i think you're going to see this flow this human capital movement is going to be far more robust in both directions today it is more one sided today hmm. you see it is india exporting yeah. uh, talent uh, but uh, in the future we will be importing um, uh, skill sets from around the world yeah sami now uh, let me get on to uh, the work that you do um, tell me about observer research foundation and to those who don't know what a think tank does what does a think tank do demystified i've been to your raisina dialogues it's it's a flagship event now it's on a on the calendar uh, of everybody who studies foreign policy who works in the field everybody wants to be part of that raisina dialogue so um 
tell me what are the goals how does one get into a think tank what does a think tank do what do your policy papers mean how does it formulate uh, policy uh, in the country smita this is a <laughs> difficult question mm. uh, you know but but let me try and uh, present it simply in 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 bite size answers uh, essentially what we seek to do as a think tank and as observer research foundation is to uh, offer ideas and uh, policy frameworks uh, that would be useful uh, for a country such as india and i'm talking about rf india here so our job essentially is to uh, come up with ideas and proposals for india to embrace to work with uh, to um, in many ways uh, um, uh, you know embrace uh, to uh, meet its national objectives Uh, job creation economic growth national security digitalization responding to climate change empowering women um, responding to the agrarian and and agricultural and food security questions blue economy urban planning uh, electricity and water and, and everything under the sun i think the only two or three domains we don't necessarily uh, we don't engage in would be culture literature uh uh maybe uh, some bit of uh, uh, and of course we don't we don't uh, uh work on um, uh, elections and and uh, uh, domestic politics, politics okay. right we are not uh, we, uh, we are not necessarily focused on that but we would work on uh, on uh, questions of uh, legislative reforms or democratic reforms or best practices from the world what can we learn about you know uh, citizen empowerment and uh, uh, you know strengthening the public sphere um giving voice to communities we do that uh in a in a way which does uh, where we deploy a few things one of course is writing and research where we uh, where we like any good researcher uh, dreams of uh, uh, previous writings um uh, engagement with communities and stakeholders who are uh, most affected or implicated or in position to uh, affect uh, transformations um then discussions with that draft with the larger community take their feedback and correct course uh, then bring it out and publish it sometimes if it's a very important issue even disseminate in larger gatherings and 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 uh, do that so that's you know largely the bread and butter how do we create a policy idea that is needed at that particular point of time since because we have now just created uh, we have just given mobile phones to everyone uh, what are the goods and bads how do we manage the goods and bads how do we make sure it's equally distributed how do we make sure certain sections are not left behind how do we make sure certain bads of the real world real world don't flow into the digital world how do we make sure that the harms that can come in the use of those technologies can be uh, protected mm. so so typically we would take A, a real world issue and see what are the kind of frameworks around it that would be efficient that would be safe that would be equitable and that would empower right that is the job of a think tank to to advise societies governments private sector on uh, governance uh, policies and uh, regulations that make uh, a particular area uh, or a particular sector uh, better for citizens and peoples right that's one part of the think tank but look think tanks today are also playing some other roles uh, uh, the other roles are that uh, in a globalized world we are also required to build global communities hmm. you cannot say that uh, globalization means more trade but uh, we should not be having exchange of ideas and we should not be uh, hmm. discussing the same theme across the table with different countries so uh, academic should be local but trade is global that doesn't work that way right so our job is also as think tanks today to uh, uh, engage with a much wider constituency outside the border 
uh, infect them with our ideas, get infected by them with their ideas. Mm. Uh, sometimes come up with common solutions and common frameworks that uh, we then position to our individual governments or our own industries. And those and cause positive disruptions, you feel? Uh, sometimes they call negative disruption as well. Hmm. But it depends uh, uh, where you sit, right? right. Uh, for uh, Anything that is positive for a certain constituency hmm. uh, alters the status quo for some other. Yeah. So no okay. disruption can be one-sided. How do you quantify success uh, in like, suppose you've done something for climate change. How do you quantify because of a policy change that a government did or something on the ground? I mean, look, if your writings or if your out, if your research is is shaping policy, that would clearly be success. Uh, uh, but depending if that policy policy is beneficial, if your policy, if your research leads to a policy that has dramatic consequences, then that's not necessarily successful research. Yeah. So I think uh, we have to be more humble. थोड़ा सा एक एग्जांपल दे दो लाइक इफ एज अ देखिए मैं आपको एक एग्जांपल देता हूं लोग ये रायसीना डायलॉग में बहुत साल पहले की बात बताता हूं 2016 17 वी वर ट्राइंग टू ब्रिंग ऑल द हेड ऑफ नेवीज ऑफ द फोर कंट्रीज क्वाड कंट्रीज टू द स्टेज एंड इट वाज नॉट एन इजी थिंग राइट वी वुड हैव वेरियस एंड आई वुड नॉट नेम एनी कंट्री बट वी वुड हैव सजेशंस फ्रॉम सम ऑफ द क्वाड कंट्रीज दैट यू नो व्हाई ओनली हैव दीस फोर Why don't we bring some other country also? Bring a France, bring a Indonesia, bring a UK. Uh, if you put these four, then the focus will be on the Quad. But you know that was what I wanted. I yeah. wanted focus on Quad, right? Mm. Because uh, Quad was um, uh, something that uh, many yeah. of us believe was important uh, to to uh, uh, bring to the front. But look, so uh, we started that into mm. uh, you know five, six, seven years ago. We started with Harry Harris, who was the Pacific commander, and I must salute him. He 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 uh, held the line. I reached out to all his counterparts, put them all in the room. We also had a fifth country uh, to dilute the implications of it. But look, last year we had the four foreign ministers sitting at Raisina. How far have we travelled? That yeah. we were we were reticent to be alone on the stage uh, at the level of the naval commanders, but we had four of the foreign you know four foreign ministers sitting on the stage one hour before Lavrov spoke at Raisina. And then what happens when when uh, when criticism comes in that uh, these kind of events are talk shops? Uh, you you have speeches like ocean is a vast space. That's how it begins with the no, naval commanders. No, but I listen to all concrete. Me aata hai. Like I know how you started it when you said, "Why are you smiling?" When the four of them came out, the quad ministers came out and said, "Why are you smiling?" I'm suspicious. What happened there? No, no. Uh, look, uh, the, look. I, I, nothing happened there. <laughs> I, I, I was just asking that. Do you guys have a WhatsApp uh, group? Yeah, uh, do you exchange? Uh, like, do you like coordinate? Like, you know. Uh, so, uh, so <laughs> they didn't tell me. I tried to get an answer, but they didn't tell me. <laughs> but that's not the point. The, the question here is this. Look, yes, it's a talk shop. Mm. You can criticize it. Yeah. But it's also a message. Mm. When four people walk out on the stage and show that degree of uh, comfort with each other, when four of them respond to questions. On issues, and you could see there's a degree of consonance in what they are saying. It's a message. And you had the Russians and you had the Americans correct. on the same platform. A, 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 on the same platform. And when they are almost at war. Correct. Yeah. So it's a message. What was the message coming out of that conference? The message is clear that this grouping is here to stay. They are comfortable. They are going to uh, uh, meet, confabulate, coordinate, and take this uh, um, uh, 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 to its logical next step, which is deeper relationship, which is uh, shaping the region, which is. Uh, mm. uh, serving their individual and collective ambitions, uh, and uh, it's also a message that um, uh, you are doing it, even though you have others in the room from mm. countries who are uh, not necessarily comfortable with this grouping. And yet, the message here is not that they are uncomfortable. The message here is that uh, I will have a relationship uh, 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 with that country, and I'll have a relationship with the Quad. 
I think that is also a message. And these are equally important uh, as messaging tools, which, by the way, uh, the, the uh, you know, the Munich Security Conference or some other, con you know, the Shangri-La Dialogue uh, continuously do. The messaging is, uh, you know, for example, look at what happened in Shangri-La uh, this year. Hmm. You had uh, the American uh, DEFSEC who comes and speaks on day one, the Chinese uh, DEFSEC, hmm. who comes, or the defense minister who comes and speaks on day two. Um, uh, there is a messaging there. It, it, it comes out, there's a handshake, there is a, uh, yeah. uh, it also happened at Racina. So you had uh, Mr. Blinken and Lavrov meeting there. Yes. Uh, on that occasion, uh, they were here for the G20, of course. And it's probably an India or an Indian-based think tank which can bring India. I, I think yeah. think tank is less important here. I think, let's be honest here, this is India. India. If our strength is that we can bring the world together, why should we not be using that as a uh, as an attribute that India brings to the How do you see the, the neighborhood uh, seeing India's rise like this? You know, you, you oh, were by the way, you should look at the Pakistani TV channels and their reporters on Raisina. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, they, they appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I'm, uh, I must tell you this. It seems that the Pakistani television channels are far more appreciative of what, what we do <laughs> than our own TV and uh. media and uh, uh, hmm. uh, commentariat is. They, they are... They, we they, are the scene. Yes, that's agenda, ko, of course. But all the countries, see, all the smaller countries. It's not nice uh, for a smaller country to see... a. Uh, if you're in a competitive spirit, to see your neighborhood, you know, one country in the neighborhood occupy a large no, space. No, I, I, I disagree there. Even, unless you have a mature leadership which says, okay, here is a country, three trillion dollar uh, economy, Look, I, I, let's hatch our, latch our wagon to this country and we will rise no, with but, them. But, but, but there are enough voices in, in the Pakistani media, the ones that are accessible on YouTube, the ones that I watch. Hmm. And I must tell you that midnight every day, I spend 45 to 50 minutes skimming through the YouTube content on Pakistan. That's television. probably because Sushant Sareen is sitting and telling. No, you that to is do because that. I don't want Sushant Sareen's view of Pakistan alone. Okay. I, I, I want to. I want to see some other view as well. But Sushant is a dear colleague and friend, <laughs> and and I and I have uh, clearly. Yeah. Uh, 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 he has a significant impact on my assessment it, of Pakistan it's also because it's blowing up in the neighborhood so you want to know what's happening I want to that. know what's happening yeah. and I've been doing this for years now by yeah. the way I've okay. been doing this for years I've been doing I've been watching uh, uh, you know since YouTube uh, it made it easy for us to watch some but of the shows but it's also see, see Samir Bangladesh they don't like the idea uh, because she, uh, I'm, when I say Bangladesh, I mean Sheikh Hasina. She doesn't like the idea of India-US getting closer together. There's an inherent suspicion she has. Or maybe a Bhutan. Does that push them closer to China as no. a result of India going closer to the US? So these are, it's not just, and what happens with Nepal? You know, how do they see it? It's not just Pakistan. That's a, that's a Look, our, I, I weird country. I'll tell you our anyway. reality. Hmm. Our reality is that, and it's been there for a while now. Our reality is that we have to develop postures and muscles to respond to a very aggressive large country called China in our neighborhood. By the way, they are our biggest neighbor hmm. and they are our longest border yeah. and they are a hotly contested border. So we have to build ourselves and prepare ourselves and keep ourselves ready to respond to China. Hmm. But that building up and preparing and making ourselves ready... Uh, sometimes may intimidate the smaller ones. Yeah. And that is a, that is a dichotomy we need to deal with, that yeah. we have to be ready for uh, uh, X and we sometimes ruffle Y. But look, that's why diplomacy matters. Hmm. That's why these events matter. That's why uh, outreach at the track two level matters. That's hmm. why academic and uh, uh, non-official uh, communication is equally important. And think tanks have to sometimes play that role as well. Hmm. That in a world where uh, uh, the political official positions uh, are responding to a set of challenges, uh, they have a, a effect on 
you know different uh, actors and we have to use different means to allow them so a think tank is today in many ways not just uh, doing research as it uh, as its primary um, uh, job but also uh, engagement also investing in the next generation of leaders and preparing them for um, uh, leadership also uh, global communities and nurturing cadre of believers in certain issues that are important uh, be it digital transformations be it climate response be it water be it some other critical questions for humanity so a think tank today is a very very wide space and everyone from those who love writing and research to those who love convenings and comms to those who want to build communities and platforms to those who want to create digital content and and send uh, uh, key messages to the world a think tank today is what you make of it and literally you could do everything uh, we of course uh, have uh, limitations uh, in terms of um, you know the the talent pool who's interested in this so my appeal through your uh, uh, podcast is to those who are listening in do consider think tanks as a viable career it uh, prepares you uh, for for lots of um, skills you can invest into sectors that you are interested in you can get great jobs and consulting assignments and private sector placements if you have worked here many of my young folks who have done 2 3 4 5 years are uh, heading public relations at, at or government relations at in corporations in digital companies in okay. in, in, uh, in renewable energy companies in 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 uh, in strategic risk because you firms. work everybody to the bone no no no, no. <laughs> look i, I, I i've I, seen I, you at rasina look we all work <laughs> because think tanks have a have a have a capacity uh, yeah. question as well right uh, uh, we don't have uh, unlimited budgets yeah uh, we also don't That's have true. unlimited human resources yeah. so uh, between the two of them uh think tanks are um, a place where you know you have to work as a team yes uh, every hand on the deck it's a small tribe which does everything you know right. it's it's incredible right so so uh, but but it is deep immersive it is very immersive, immersive and very productive and you've and just come back from uh, kigali tell correct. us about that before we wind up no kigali is uh, uh, you know it's so refreshing hmm. uh, uh, when you go to when you leave Europe and North America and some of the OECD countries and reach Africa, Latin America, parts of Asia. You see hope, you see positivity, you see smiles, you mm. see optimism, you see aspirations, you see uh, a glee. You know, you could see the eyes which are bright and shining and, and gleaming. You 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 see people who are waiting for tomorrow. Interesting. And that is uh, like a battery recharge for us. Sometimes when we Uh, all we hear about uh, all we experience in other parts is uh, doom, doom and gloom and doom. yeah so all we so so uh, kigali makes us more human uh, my conference in kigali is the human conference where it's people first humans mm. first uh, questions of uh, food and and uh, uh, jobs and um, uh, agency and a uh, far more vital you don't uh, look you were, you were in kigali i don't know how many times was the word ukraine mentioned or russia mentioned hardly ever mm. it's a, it's a it's a different planet literally right and and by the way so many europeans participated and they came and said oh my god this conference is totally different we don't see we don't hear of this anymore if you are in a european conference you'll hear ukraine you're you'll uh, gas prices and you would de-dollarization so, so and for them those, it is yeah. a it is a it is eye opening that okay. there is a world that uh, that uh, that looks at the world very differently mm. that is their whose expectation from uh, tomorrow is 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 uh, markedly different right so so uh, you know kigali for me is is always a pleasure and i think we need to uh, look at um, africa and the countries in that continent as um, 
the most vital and important partners for us in uh, the decades ahead uh, okay. we are going to grow together hmm. we are joint at the hips uh, we are going to literally be uh, uh, the two geographies uh, in fact i sometimes call it the afro asian century it is not an asian century it is an afro asian century the 21st century is is going to be shaped by the countries in that continent by india and others in in asia and to some uh, extent even in latin america so uh, we uh, have to engage far more deeply kigali is a way of making india aware of that part of the world our indian thinkers and indian leaders engage with that world but also to bring other folks from different parts of the world using the indian convening capacity and capabilities yeah. to that continent and build a community of those who are invested in uh, the countries there the people there so yes a great conference uh, i loved it um, and um, i'm so we charged. began the conversation with the us we are ending it on africa no we are ending it on africa because india and us and have a responsibility to uh, that our partnership should serve the next 6 billion the american U, the the us europe partnership the us japanese partnership served the first 1 billion the india us partnership is a partnership for the next 6 and a half to 7 billion so our partnership is for the world that first partnership was for the elites so we our partnership is a street partnership if we were to break it into that uh, description again so africa is important even in the india us uh, context and i and i hope that that is certainly going to be a part of uh, what we discuss in dc thank you so much samir thanks it's very illuminating i don't know how time has gone and i've learned so much i always do when i speak to you so thanks a lot for being part of this podcast you're just being a friend and kind but thank you for having me and uh, more power to your elbow may you continue to host these great conversations with a whole host of people thank you thank you so much thank you for watching or listening into this podcast do like or subscribe on whichever channel you have seen this or heard this namaste jai hind